you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program, available as always on iTunes, Stitcher, NFL.com, and now, NFL Now. We have much football to discuss. The main event on this episode of the Dave Damashek football program. No offense to the man seated to my immediate left, but Ross Tucker, our old pal from the Ross Tucker Football Podcast and a bevy of other podcasts, will be joining us on the flat screen via Skype in just a few minutes here, so we'll have a good time catching up with him on the start of Hard Knocks and all that else, all else going on in pro football as the regular season kickoff draws nigh. In the meantime, let's say hello to the man seated to my immediate left all the way from London, England. Now he serves as our resident Miami Dolphins fan. It's Handsome Hank. He's handsome, he's handsome, he's handsome. Nice. I like that Thank new you. movie of yours. Yeah. Thank you very much. Now, you got to watch the video if, if you're listening on the podcast and it's uh, audio only. Good for you. We hope you'll continue to listen that way. I do wish, though, to uh, promote and ask and, nay, demand that you, starting next Tuesday, really tune in NFL Now NFL.com, track it down, the Dave Damashek football program. Full episodes in video will be available at minimum Tuesdays and Thursdays. You know, I go the extra mile, though, handsome. I'd like to go one step further, or in fact, three steps further. I'd like it to be all week, I, you know. What's Why wrong not? with Sunday? Why wouldn't you go even further? Than- I'd like to do that, too. In fact, I could sleep under this desk for six hours at a time. Otherwise, nothing but football talk. Right. Maurice Jones-Drew, in fact, offered us a sofa we could put in here as well. So True we, enough. So you could sleep on that. Well, like I say, we have a lot to get to. I'm going to tell you who is uh, going to the Hall of Fame, not in 2016, but in 2028. That's uh, It's amateur hour to right. guess next year. I go way into the future to tell you. Also, NFC West, our final uh, ifs segment. We're getting to what's been the best division 
in the NFL over the last couple of seasons. So Handsome and I will break that down. And like I already mentioned, Ross Tucker. But first, the big news before we dig on hard knocks, I found this even more fascinating. Handsome Hank. Some real drama. If you've been listening to the show over the last, I don't know, year or two, like any father who enjoys uh, pigskin, you want your progeny to root like you. I've said to my children, I've said to root for whoever you want to in baseball, hockey. I can't will you to like my teams that play 4,000 miles away. Save one. You'll root for the Steelers or you'll not watch football at home. I don't care what L.A. team is. Anyway, you are a Dolphins fan, as I mentioned already. Your little boy, though, reluctant, five-year-old, right? That's right. He's He, in fact, has been trolling me, I think is probably the word for it. He, um, I'm a Dolphins fan. He pretended he wanted to be a Jets fan. Yeah, that was a pretty that was a bad. That was a bad moment. Last year, I took him. I have a friend of mine who, who um, was coaching with the Cowboys. We went to Cowboys training camp. Then he fell in love with the Cowboys, and at least that had a, there was a good reason behind it, but uh, yesterday morning, he's off to school for the first time um, this year. You know, big moment, and he announced that he would like a Miami Dolphins backpack. I mean, and I feel like that is a moment. I mean, first of all, he may get bullied, but I, I'm going to put that aside. <laughs> That's a moment that, to me, means that yes, he is my now. I can accept him as a son. Well, I. The, it, but it's interesting because there's another layer. Your friend, who is affiliated yes. with the Dallas Cowboys, has offered a return Turn trip to invite. You. So I was. I wanted to get your advice. Should I take him back to the Cowboys training camp at some point over the next couple of weeks, or will that actually ruin the whole Dolphins backpack? This is heavy stuff, handsome. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, listen. I, uh, the, he's a little kid, yep. so I think you can prey upon what he doesn't know. He's right. naive, and maybe if he hears this podcast in 15 or 20 years, he'll come to resent you and maybe me as well, but I don't think you can take him. You're just opening Pandora's box. Yeah, yeah. You're going to show a five-year-old boy that shiny star on the side of a hat. You know he's going to like it. He liked it a year ago. It's true. I will. Okay, thank you for your advice. In I think you got to keep I'll, them away. I'll keep them away from the Cowboys. Yeah, you don't want those shiny objects. Those yep. that star yep. meeting. What if he glad hands with Romo? He's that adorable, would, that, Romo. Exactly. That would be the end of things. I, I, my advice is my formal advice is keep them away from Cowboys. Can go by yourself. Thank you, Dave. Thank you for the parenting <laughs> advice. I hope that helps. Yeah, it's bad parenting, yeah. but it's good football fandom yes. advice. Is is exactly. uh, what Trump's good exactly. parenting advice. So, um, all right. So, so there's that. And uh, and now the other big story of the week, along with Handsome Hank's uh, apparent, uh, his progenies change from the Cowboys and Jets to Handsome's beloved Dolphins. The uh, the Tom Brady business is going on. Mm. And I mean, I, I'm not trying to be a corporate shill or anything else. I, I can tell you, honestly, I don't care. And I don't think most people I think most people are just. Tell us how it ends up already. Enough's enough. We can we can weigh in on what we think this way or that way. I think every most people outside of the uh, the Massachusetts area are kind of right. like just just let just us please know how let it works. this be over. And by the way, the Patriots fans out there, the good news is you're going to go three and one anyway. You know Belichick's going to wind up. He might sign me, and if he plays me, I'll get uh, three and one. Meantime, the story that dominated social media. This week was that Tom Brady sketch. Did you get a look I at did, that? And actually, that was the, the there it is. The best thing about it is this this thing, as you say, everyone wanted it to be over, and it's been a tremendously dry legal thing. All of a sudden, we were gifted this mm-hmm. this wonderful image of Tom Brady, which looks it was almost nothing like a human being, let alone a handsome human being like Tom Brady. 
Um, and finally, the Deflategate scandal has given us something that we actually are interested in. We, yeah, we can really uh, relish. Mm-hmm. To me, it looks like uh, zombie Vince Vaughn. And uh, some some uh, listeners were good enough to tweet me after I observed that. They tweeted me. You can look at Damashek and see their fine work, the uh, the listener artwork. By the way, handsome, I mean, uh, black tie behind the glass. That's a good recurring thing. Send us any of your artwork that you'd like to. And by the way, if you want to weigh in on handsome Hank's yeah. moral conundrum. Please let me know. Hashtag handsome Hank. I don't know. Uh, you know. Weigh in on that one as well. Is it the right thing to keep him away from Cowboys camp? The other thing is, though, that nobody's weighing. Everybody's beating up the uh, the illustrator for the Brady work, but I, you know, maybe I'm glass half full, but I commend her for the spot-on Gilbert Gottfried picture she did there. That, that, that's exactly <laughs> like Gilbert that is good. The thing I've, I don't the know thing why that, Gilbert was there. The but. thing that, well, exactly, and there are some NFL writers in the background who probably aren't that thrilled with their image. What, what it, it does get to the point of like, in in whatever year we're in, what is it? Twenty fifteen. Fifteen. Why do we still need? Why can't we just get to with the camera thing? Like I get that this was a thing that <laughs> had to be done point. many years ago because the cameras didn't exist, and then there was a time where cameras did exist, but maybe they didn't want to. But but this is just ridiculous at this point. That's especially a, with amateur uh, artists like it this. does seem like an outmoded yes. way to deliver yep. images from inside. All right, That's my takeaway. Next up, let's talk about hard knocks. And uh, I, to me, uh, let's talk JJ Watt. But to me, mm-hmm. Bill O'Brien's opening. Business was yeah. was just the was just the greatest. And you watch the first forty five seconds, him f bombing it up, trying. Hey, we're nothing. The Texans, nobody cares about us. Nobody talks about us. I I, I declared watching that. Well, the I guess the Texans are going to win the next se- uh, seven Super Bowls. But maybe there's diminishing returns there. The thing that people apparently have an endless appetite for, though, JJ Watt, and he has an endless appetite for practicing. Yes. What do you make of all this, handsome? I know I you're a bit cynical. About I am a cynic when it comes to these type of players who get overexposed every year. As I like off the top of my head, over the last few years, I think uh, Victor Cruz was one. I think Russell Wilson definitely was that guy. I think uh, the Manning brothers have clearly been that. Aaron Rodgers with his discount double check. Drew Brees is constantly taking medicine to help him not snore and sleep and that. Flow kind of thing. from Progressive. Yeah, she's enough already. She's a pain as well. I with most of those guys, I get the feeling by the end that there's something pretty empty about everything that they do and they're overexposed to some extent. JJ Watt's clearly headed that direction he was last year. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt for now, but there were certain people and I think uh, around the NFL's Dan Hansis was among them who believed that there was there was something of JJ Watt doing this for the cameras only. What? I mean this this uh, like I say, this cynicism all right, maybe I don't know. Maybe the Texans PR department is latching on to what's clearly their their best player right. in franchise history, and I get where they're coming from. It makes sense for them to do it. That, but we just saw the video there, JJ Watt running around, and if you didn't see Hard Knocks, yeah, he was working out. It that was actually him at nine o'clock at night, I, and, that, and that's why I'm going to give him the benefit. The other guys like Black and the Ta- signing the autograph. I hope Black Ties blocking his ears. I hope Black Ties blocking his ears because Russell Wilson. I, I, everything he does, I'm afraid I, I um, put a question mark next to it. <laughs> but JJ Watt, I just because of who he is and and what he's done, and the fact that yeah, of course, I mean, like you don't get to be that good without working out until ten o'clock at night, and then. 
then that he walked over and they had a timeline on there. So they said it was 9.40 when he finished working out. He was still signing autographs 30 minutes later. I thought that was terrific yeah. stuff. There was nothing fraudulent nothing about fraudulent any of that. About that. Also, I, the thing that I don't know, because I've never tried to lift any tire in my life, let alone the giant. What tire is that for? That's it's not, not for a it's truck. For, it's for a tractor. For like a big giant, for a big giant tractor. heavy but tractor. But I also looked at it and thought, I, I, I reckon I could I felt that. the same way. I, really I want to like, get why one of those would, tires. Can we get one of those in here and maybe like you, me, Ike, and MJD do it as a physical challenge? I love this idea. Let's see if I we can I don't know where all, you get one of those tires How from. many of us, how many schnooks does it take to lift that giant tractor tire? That's a good one. Maybe we need a Bill O'Brien inspirational speech. Now, we'll talk to Ross Tucker in a little bit. I talked to him earlier in the week on his podcast about this issue. The diminishing returns of these inspirational speeches for grown men. I mean, it's yeah. not like they're they need uh, they shouldn't need at least a Vince Lombardi speech. I love Bill O'Brien's speech at the top, like I say. But as the episode wore on, it's like, all right, already, stop swearing at me all the time. Yeah, I'm a sucker for movie sports speeches. Yes, Friday Night Lights, uh, any given Sunday, all those type of things. I re- I love them. If you did that to me four times a day, I would get it would get old very quickly. <laughs> My belief is that NFL players have a huge appetite for this, and that's something that separates them for you or I. Because I would just, in the end, I'd be like, "All right, fine, ever the world hates us, and it's absolutely." But like, I don't even care at this. Yeah, point. yeah, the yeah, whole yeah, world. No one Tuesday believes afternoon, in us. I've been Can I go eat seven times exactly? <laughs> but I think, and I think the difference is that NFL players are like, "Yes, they don't like us, they don't love us," and I, I want to <laughs> prove that to be wrong. So we'll see. Well, as I've said, now we're 27 years and running. No team in professional sports, any professional sport, has won a championship yeah. without, at the end of the championship, saying no one outside no this one locker room us. believed in us. Even though there were thousands of fans in the stadium, yeah. literally, who, who are, as we know, fans are completely blindly yeah. loyal to people, and they'll say about the Jags they're going to win the Super Yeah, Bowl, hey, so. Patriots and Yankees yeah. fans, I think some people out there thought uh, you uh, might uh, get uh, it done. Yeah, yeah, and uh, defending champion Seahawks, people believed in people you. People believed in you. All right, next thing, talk about fiery coaches and so on and so forth. Um, oh, we're going. To, we're doing the, before we get to uh, to Rex Ryan and uh, and his little, which I love, by the way, with uh, with signing yep. the guy who uh, who played. It was Skinos it was inevitable, fit. wasn't it? By the way, great uh, podcast earlier in the week. You mentioned MJD and uh, Ike Taylor. They joined Handsome and I here in studio, and they will all through the season. And uh, we kibitzed about the Geno Smith thing, and there's some really interesting insights from a player's point of view on how off, who punches a quarterback and what would lead to a quarterback being involved in something like that. Um, but what do you think about, <laughs> speaking of a training camp, Pete, at least this is guys on different teams that are doing this. Both guys, though, D.E., D'Angelo Hall, yeah. uh, a little D-E, cross with Isn't that D.H.? No, no, D- D'Angelo. Oh, I see. D.E. And okay. the versus D'Andre. I see. You know, I yeah. felt that was unfortunate yeah. that they would be crossed with one another. Yeah. Hopkins prominently featured, mm-hmm. though, and I guess D'Angelo Hall didn't like that, the scrimmage video that made hard knocks. In fact, show us Black Tie what he tweeted on Thursday. He he says, um, the uh, I can't read that from here, Black Tie. Why don't you read that for me? All right, here's the tweet. It says, this is D'Angelo's tweet. He goes, when the highlight of your career is catching a 10-yard pass on a DB while he slips and you feel like you did something. Hashtag sad day in football. <laughs> To which that's good. That's D'Angelo good felt, talk. yeah, it is. That kinda. is good. Tra- that's good Twitter trash talk. Yeah, I would say. and then uh, DeAndre Hopkins responded, and then he said, 
Hope treatment going well. I see. I think that's way better. I think D'Angelo oh, yeah. Halls was a good, you know, basic kind of dig at somebody, but this was good. Get help. Yeah. Seek help. You have mental the, problems. I feel like the Redskins, like their, their training camp base was pretty dilapidated and not particularly attractive, but also their trash talk, which you heard during the thing, was very basic. It was very, like, I'm going to swear at you, basically. Yeah, well, that's what we're, I think you and I are really going to benefit from Ike Taylor's tutorials as the season wears on. He's already given us some tips on trash talk. I disagree. Talk. I think we are going to be able to help him with trash talk off the field and yeah. in the workplace. You know what? I, I think like I think it'll be mutually better. Quid pro, pro quo. Yes. That's good. Pro Quid pro football quo. I don't know. We'll Frid, work on what we'll call this. Pro thing. pro. Oh, oh, ding ding. We did it. Now ding ding sounds like a fight, mm-hmm. so let's talk about that fight real quick. Or I guess the aftermath of that is uh I can oh before we started the show, Black Tie behind the glass, the producer. Where are you from, Black Tie? You what? don't know this? No, I know where you're from. I'm just making sure oh, you know. I know where I'm from. I am. I, I'm a dual citizen, American and Nigerian. Nigerian All right, family. Nigeria is the yes. answer I was looking for. You, you've lived a part of your life in Nigeria. That is correct. And you are Nigerian. Yes. yes. Right. And yet, when I said, I, I said, so I, I can't believe that Rex Ryan has signed this guy. Black Tie, I said, what's his name again? I.K., how do you say his name? What did you say, Black Tie? Um, I was having issues saying his name. I mean, we're, just because we're Nigerian doesn't mean we're all from the same tribe and culture. He's from a different tribe than I'm from. So Here's I had issues saying his name, but his name is I.K. Inampali. That's his name. I have a feeling that, that there's some history between these guys, and he actually bullied Black Tie <laughs> as well. <laughs> I can't say his name? I can't bring Enim himself Ka- to say his name. Well, I can't say it very well, apparently. Inampali. Enim- Enim- you know what? You can't read it because that K is what trips the you K up in it. The K is silent. Yeah. I.K. Is that right? No, it's not. Okay. I.K. Inampali. Black yeah, Tie, you'll be, silent. You you'll be surprised no, no. to that, learn that, that Black that Tie's K. real name is not Black Tie, but he calls what? himself. He, I like that you did the same move as IK did. You Instead of Tunde, you went with TD to Americanize your name, sort of like IK. Cool story. Can we get back to the show, guys? <laughs> <laughs> what a creep. Yeah. Black Tie doesn't like being exposed. I will say I love, uh, you know, one of my longstanding things is I love heat. I don't like the glad handing. Call me a child. I don't like the players shaking hands with each other and hugging each other and all that if they're on different teams. I love D'Angelo and DeAndre going at each other, and I love Rex Ryan the day after Geno Smith gets his jaw broke and goes out and signs that very But guy. you're not you, – I mean, I know you love heat, but not to the extent that you like your defensive players punching your quarterback. No, indeed. I'm not, I'm not advocating right. broken jaws or anything like that, but I do like that Rex Ryan went and signed this guy. I mean, who, of course, it was either going to be him or Belichick. And, and, of course, he did. Good for him. I mean, but it's funny, though, right? It's, yeah, it's very funny. It adds a new layer of heat yep. to, the, uh, to the whole thing. And I think the Bills don't play the Jets, if I'm right, until, like, week 10, by which time Gino will be back. And let's assume that IK makes the team because Rex will, will make sure that happens. There's a good opportunity for them to um, meet again on the field. Just out of spite, yeah. yeah. Just, uh, just out of spite, he can't cut him now. All right, so let's jump now to... The NFC West ifs, like I said already, the Seattle Seahawks, I think pretty tough to argue against that they've been the best team in football over the last uh, three years or so. So let's start with them. Handsome, you know how it works here. I'm going to ask you the big if for each of the four teams in the NFC West, what their path is to a division crown. Of course, the Seahawks are heavily favored to do it. 
So we'll start there. The Seattle Seahawks will win the 2015 NFC West if... Well, it sounds to me like the Seahawks are trans, sort of transforming from a, a running team into a passing team, obviously with Jimmy sure. Graham showing up there, some, some um, pretty good receivers. So I think they win if that transition actually works out and Russell Wilson can become that type of quarterback. Now, the one issue, of course, for Russell Wilson is that... Um, you know, he seemed he seemed frustrated during the off season for some reason. He has a new girlfriend, and perhaps they uh, they haven't taken their relationship as far as he might like to. Early stages of love. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I think that might be that is about as far as is that was that first base. <laughs> I don't even I think don't, that counts. I as that first count, base. But I think that might be as far as he's taken it this far. And I what I'm. You know, like week eight, nine, ten, he may be exploding with passion for. That's like the uh, on deck circle. Well, it's interesting because the old school guys, at least mm-hmm. in movies, when I was growing up, there the coach always said, "No women." It, ta- yeah. it takes you away. So maybe Russell Wilson's yeah. going old school. I don't think deflated balls will be an issue. In- oh, handsome. Naughty, naughty. Look at that. It's <laughs> the rapier <laughs> British wit there. Yeah, listen. I agree with where you started. I don't know if if this is going to work out. I've talked to a lot of people who know better than I about offensive line play, and they say Max Unger is as good as it gets. And, you know, it's fascinating, too, as far as I'm concerned, that Michael Robinson, late of the Seattle Seahawks, now our colleague, when we kibitzed with him last week about the Seahawks, said that Cable is the MVP. He's the mm-hmm. – he – that line isn't really that good, and he really – got them on track and you know he really you know that's he's what really coached those guys up to spring Marshawn Lynch and all that sort of thing well he's got a big task this time with Jimmy Graham who's never been known as a blocker really he's a oversized glorified wide receiver we know that so is he going to be able to make that transition meantime Unger's their best offensive lineman and now he's in in New Orleans this is not a small thing so I agree that the if is obviously can they handle the philosophical pivot here now of being just uh, just kill you on the ground all day and then have Russell Wilson make a couple of key throws in the fourth? Can they can they handle? And that the defense of- still has to play up to. I mean, we, what we're saying here I can't is imagine that, that we have to expect that the defense is going to do exactly what it's done for the last two three years. And Cam Chancellor uh, being in you know not in camp right now is a minor concern, but boy, they did a great job obviously locking up. The, uh, the pieces of that defense that matter most there, So aside from Cam at this point, but I imagine they'll get that done and, and they'll dominate. In fact, this is really hard to conjure much of an argument for another team in this division, save next up the Arizona Cardinals, who really took a good run at the Seahawks mm-hmm. in 2014, at least until Carson Palmer got hurt. The Cardinals will win the 2015 division if. Well, you've said all the way through we've been doing these these ifs uh, that I can't say unless the quarterback gets injured. But I think in this case, it's actually legitimate to bring this up. Carson Palmer is not known as a guy who stays healthy for an entire season. And we saw last year that the, the Cardinals were on track to have a very good season. Palmer goes down. They've got a rotation of nobody's playing quarterback. And then their season turns to dust. So my if for this time around is I'm actually going to go against your rule. Carson Palmer needs to stay healthy for 16 or Fair enough. more games. Right. I think every football fan, not just Arizona Cardinals fans, are still haunted by the visage Ooh. of Ryan Lindley yep. being out there, unfortunately. The, the, the bugaboo for all football fans outside of New England, too, is Ryan Lindley could go in there and play the whole season, and he'd go 11-5 and five for mm-hmm. the Patriots. Somehow Belichick would work some voodoo, and, and uh, that's how it would go. Meantime, by the way, as a side note, when the Cardinals came up, 
their red jerseys were still a little bit lighter than your face was after you made that crack about uh, Russell Wilson. <laughs> You're so pleased, pleased and with gleeful it. with yourself that you got but also, red. But also embarrassed by yeah. the fact that I thought about it. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Well, listen. I bet Black, Black Tie's taking it out of the podcast anyway, so. No, I mean, I mean Russell. Russell's my guy, but we all know I have issues with this whole Seattle thing right now. Okay. So, yeah. Can Are I, you I, off the Russell Wilson bandwagon? No, he he's is. still my quarterback. I just mm. have issues with how, like, he's so into it. He needs to slow his roll. But real quick, back to the Cardinals. Doing no, he, no, that's not what he needs. That's the opposite of what Hans said. He doesn't need to slow his roll. <laughs> he needs, <laughs> needs to pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Back to the Cardinals. Another one of my boys, All Patrick right. Peterson. He needs oh. to step up this year. All right, he's my boy, but he needs to step up this year. He has all the athletic gifts in the world, but he needs to be consistent. And I think definitely if he does that, then he can take away his side of the field and maybe both sides of the field, and then he will be a legit lockdown, shot down corner. Well, he probably can't take away both, both sides, sides of the, the field. field. That is would be, be asking, well, well, asking a lot. I know, but he was taught it as like the next Dion. He wears number 21, all that stuff, and he needs to really step up. He has all the tools. He can make it happen. He just needs to be focused. I'll tell you what. I kind of agree with that, that he – well, it's just that I hear what you're saying that he does. There are plays where he doesn't look terrific, but he happens to be in the right division at least. He doesn't have to. There, there's not a single really high end wide receiver in the whole division. But nonetheless, I agree with you. I think that was a humiliation. Do you remember the game? Do we have that play? In fact, from Sunday Night Football um, last what was that December when he goes to tackle Marshawn Lynch and Marshawn Lynch sheds him as though. He was a French fry that he found in his lap and uh, threw it away. All right, let's move on. But Oh, and the other thing I'll say about the Cardinals is Todd Bowles. You know, the departure of a guy who as much credit as Bruce Arians rightly gets for going there and uh, and turning that team around, Bowles on the defensive side lost so many pieces last year and, uh, and and the defense was among the very best in the NFL. And they, in fact, stayed relevant even after they lost not one but two QBs. And so Bowles gets a lot of credit. Problem is, obviously, now he's up in uh, in New York coaching that team. How do they deal with that? How do they deal with some losses? Darnell Dockett big in that locker room. And they still don't have a running game. They have the offensive line now, but who's going to run the ball? To, that's been the pattern to succeed in the NFC West over the last few years. And uh, and it's time for Ellington or someone right. to, to get off. Because it. if they don't, a team like the Rams could overtake them and, and move up the division. Oh, nice transition. Let's Thank talk you. about that team right now. The future L.A. Rams, I don't mm. know. But present, they will win the 2015 NFC West if. I think they have to get a lot better on offense. Their defense has been very good. They've brought in Todd Gurley in the draft. I know you're a massive fan of his. But also those receivers, they've invested a lot in in sort of receivers who, by coincidence, are all five foot six and under for some reason. Um, so those guys have to. All of them have this explosive playmaking ability. They actually have to do it consistently because you can't just be like a guy who does it once on special teams in week one and once in week fourteen on offense. They, yeah, Tavon Austin get some consistency. Right, whatever whatever dynamite highlight reel plays. Right. I don't think it has made since he got there. Tavon Austin. I don't think anybody would he goes consider missing. him. Anything other than right. a bust at this point. Yeah, he gets they, missing for five or six games at a time. It's interesting. I'd love to talk to a Daniel Jeremiah or somebody like that about that that sense of when like a name gets hot around. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that was the Tavon Austin thing happened in about a forty eight hour period right. where it was Tavon Austin's moving up the board, and it was he was a borderline first round pick. It felt like the week of that draft. 
and by draft day, it was there like was. he might he might go first overall. No, but it, it was. <laughs> but it, all those guys have it, have in common is that they're always very fast players. It's always guys who are incredibly fast, and people are like, oh, "We gotta right. get that speed on our team." And it's like, okay, great. Well, here's Can what he I will say else? about the Rams, and I have my doubts about Jeff Fisher. You know, he's uh, talk about a guy who uh, Black Tie mentions Patrick Peterson when the hype train gets rolling. Jeff Fisher, to some degree, a lot of hype around how great he is, but if you look at what he's done over the last decade, he really hasn't had Mr. much 500. success. Yeah, that's exactly right. Now, the thing that I think really changes the look of this team in a in, in a big way potentially is Todd Gurley. He to me. And this will sound like hyperbole, but is one of the five to seven best college running backs I've ever watched in my life. And, you know, I've been watching college football since Tony Dorsett played for Pitt. Herschel Walker would be in there, another Georgia runner. But this guy, the biggest guy on the field, not unlike Marcus Dupree, if you remember watching him back at Oklahoma, he was the biggest guy on the field most times. And the fastest. He would run over guys. He'd run around guys. He is going to be, if his knee gets right, Dynamite. The problem is he is now they're already saying he might miss uh, the start of the season here. I, yeah, it sounds which, like he's he's not going to be there in week one. But I will say that they the model that they that they have uh, put together here seems to mirror exactly what the Seahawks, the division bully, have done. They now have the the Rams could have the best defense in the NFL. They are so loaded on that side, kind of like the Seahawks are, and Tavon Austin kind of equals Percy Harvin, doesn't he? You know, even if he doesn't make plays, you have to account for him on the field at all times because of that speed. And now they have the guy in Todd Gurley who can bang you like uh, Marshawn Lynch can. I think, And, you know, a fine quarterback, a capable quarterback now under center. They could be really good. I think they also drafted like seven offensive linemen and they really don't have that set. And that, That's the difference between the Seahawks when they were good, or as they are good, and, and the Rams right now. But that would be the best team. For my for my uh, If my vote counts, Kamish Goodell, I vote for the Rams. I want an NFC team so I can still root for the Steelers mm-hmm. without any problem. And I like, uh, I, I like the pieces they have. That'd be yep. fun. Let's round it out here. We have this every division. Whoever we think is going to be in the bottom, we make our jokes. I don't think this one's that crazy, although I think my guess is that the 49ers are among the worst teams in the NFL this year. But you can make a case that they could, you know, rise up and yeah. really be terrific if, if. Well, they got a, a new head coach I'm a big fan of. I know you like uh, Jimmy Mr. T. Tom they've got, they've got a new offensive and defensive coordinator, both of whom haven't really had any success when they've been doing those jobs. They've lost a bunch. I, I mean, I do think it's going to take a miracle, but, I, but I'm not – I. I think that all of them are teachers, and I think that the Harbor era in San Francisco clearly had some you know, issues with it, and players had got tired of it. It might be, and this is the if, if this sort of breath of fresh air comes into the building, and Tom Zula is that type of guy who was beloved by the defensive players, and he can bring that to the team, and they are freer than they've ever been before, maybe, it sounds more like a sports movie than anything else, but maybe that's mm. the thing that... that Gets that team off the ground. Well, this is what's crazy, and it's old news, but it really does bear visual repeat here. And so look at that board. I mean, is there a worse offseason in sports history? Sports history. I can't – 
those names. Who's playing defense in 2015 for this team? There are two guys that played in the Super Bowl, I believe, is uh, is what I've heard from that Super Bowl team now still playing on the roster, even in free agency. Why did everybody ran away? Did they all love Harbaugh? They wanted to retire? I don't know what, what but that's a who mess. Who built that graphic, by the way, Black Tie? Or a team? Why? Why is, Look, why is Jim Harbaugh's like the seventh name on the list? <laughs> was he? I didn't even notice. Was he just? He in was there? in the middle and it fired. Yeah, he had a he had a <laughs> he had a rough last season. You should speak to whoever had that no, built that graphic I, and maybe I, make I, them the seventh name in the list as well, if you know what I mean. Oh, was, was he fired, fired no. technically? I thought he left. Well, yeah, he it was apparently mutual. Mutual deal. A little bit like um, uh, the guy from Coldplay and Gwyneth Paltrow. Is that what yeah. it, it is comparable to that? Yes. Um, but the one thing I will say with the 49ers is, of course, the wild card here is ev- the, 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 the fella Colin Kaepernick under center who everybody flipped for a couple years mm-hmm. ago, including the coaching staff. Everybody remembers Alex Smith winning, winning, winning. Well, we're going to take it to another level because this guy is that good. It's time for him to do it, right? Absolutely. I mean, obviously, I mean, but obvi- yeah. But also, I think Harbour, as a quarterback himself and as a guy, you know, quarterback guru, tried to turn Colin Kaepernick into a drop back passer, and I, that's what I mean by the sort of freedom that Tom Sula may bring is let Colin Kaepernick do what he does well. You remember that first game? Yeah. I think it was against the Jets. They brought him in, and and he was running around and whatever, and terrorizing people. Let him do what he's good at, rather than say, "Okay, I want you to be a three-step, fire it out." And you know, he's not an accurate enough quarterback to be able to do that. I would, I agree with you completely. I would say, "Hey, here's what you do, Colin Kaepernick, in the month of August, 2015." If I'm Jimmy T, I'm going to give you the Packers game and candlestick in the playoffs. Watch right. that game, then watch the game you played in Lambeau and beat the Packers in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And here's the Super Bowl when you rallied the team. Just do that again. Yeah, that, that, I mean, that, I mean, it sounds simple, but it, but. Why would you try and turn him into something that is not his strength? Yeah, well, and the one thing they do have, they do have some pass catchers there, Reggie Bush, Carlos Hyde. They have good skill guys Bernard out Davis there. Davis is a favorite of yours, I believe. I love him. I, I'm waiting for him to turn the corner, too. All right, Handsome Hank, I know you have to go, which is sad because Ross Tucker's coming up in just a second. You're the one who made the introduction a couple of I years did, ago. I did, yeah. Sending my best. Any message you'd like for me to give to him? Um, I know this is one of his favorite times of year. Preseason. Yep. Why do you why do you have uh, something you'd like to pass uh, along I mean, to him? I know that he got a lot more playing time during the preseason than he did during the regular. Season. I prefer you didn't say that to him though. All right. I probably all avoid doing that because I wouldn't want to make yeah, it. Yeah. Don't uncomfortable. don't make it. Awkward I won't between us. Dave. Dave. All right. It's time for the main event, part two, the home and home series that started. On Monday this week on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, continues now on the Dave Damashek Football Podcast. Make sure you check out all of my main man, Tucker's many podcasts. He just started the new one, College Draft Dynamite Stuff, The Fantasy Feast. There's another one that gauges how much teams are going to win by. I think you know what I'm getting at. It's Ross Tucker. What's the poop? Come here, you handsome devil. Give me a kiss. See? We're comfortable with our feelings. It doesn't. We're secure with uh, who we are. Tucker, what's the poop, man? You excited? It's football season. Yeah, man. Preseason games, actual live action. How can you not be excited? This is what it's all about. Yeah, well, I guess so. I saw you tweeting about that the other day, that you love the preseason and I don't care who knows about it. They, I, look, I love, you know, obviously I love watching football, pro and college. The preseason, though. What's exciting about this? All I do when I watch it is just hope my guys don't get hurt. 
Well, I think that's because you and I are coming at it from two very different perspectives, right? I mean, you're a fan, so the last thing you want is for, I don't know, something crazy like your kicker to get hurt in the <laughs> third quarter of the Hall of Fame game and maybe stop the, the Steelers from winning the Super Bowl this year. But who That's knows? not jive, Tucker. That's going to cost them a game, this Garrett Hartley. He doesn't make field goals in the th- for, in that 30-39 to 39 yard range. That's going to cost him a game with the extra points. There, there, there's no question about it. And honestly, people thought I was joking when I talked about the butterfly effect, but the butterfly effect is you only have one kicker on your roster, so Swisham has to take the second-half kickoffs with an entire kickoff team made up of probably 80% of guys who are practice squad at best. Somebody didn't do their job, didn't stay in their lane. As a result, Swisham got involved in the tackle, tore his ACL, and now that could be the difference in December at Heinz Field, whether or not the Steelers win a game. Is that the difference between they win the division or not? Is that home to advantage or not? Or maybe it even happens in the playoffs in January. There's a reason why Swisham got a contract extension and Garrett Hartley was on the street. I know some people think, oh, you can just get any kicker. Uh, tell the Colts that. Tell the Patriots that. They don't want just any kicker. They want that the guy that they have. But the reason why I love preseason games, that's my little my little butterfly. That was a – you know what? You're a pro the way you transitioned there. Yeah, you're bumming me out with this. Uh, I, I agree. It's dire. I really don't like this uh, this injury to Swisham. But all right, give me something to feel good about with the preseason. Like I say, how can you enjoy this? I don't understand how guys who get paid the way you do, especially in 2015 – want to go and spend a month of their lives sweating it up out there, living in a dorm room, all that hokum. So do you like America, Shaq? <laughs> I'm a fan, yes. Okay, so then I'm assuming you like, you know, the whole American dream, hopes, dreams, goals. When you watch preseason football, you are getting a chance to see literally dozens of guys every game with basically their only opportunity Hmm. at their lifelong dream and everything they've been hoping to accomplish since they were five years old. And I love watching that. I love seeing guys rise to the occasion. I don't love when guys falter, but unfortunately, that's part of it as well. This, to me, is the essence of the league from my perspective. Hmm. It's not a fan's perspective, but as a guy that was a journeyman for five teams over seven years, Every one of those preseason games was vitally important for me to either secure the starting job or get a roster spot, and I watch it as such, and I love watching guys knowing how much it really means to them. That's awesome. I like that perspective, as a matter of fact, and your old pal, Handsome Hank, had to run. He couldn't catch up with you once again, but he did uh, leave a parting shot for you. He said, of course Ross Tucker enjoys the preseason. That's the only time he was allowed to play. Oh, handsome Hank, that's rough, man. I think I played in 45 games, started 25. I'll take it. Let me ask, remind me to ask handsome Hank who he played for. Exactly. Listen, that leads us neatly then into maybe what might happen the next time you see him. We saw it with Geno Smith and IKE. I'm just going to call him that from now on. And by the way, I just love Rex Ryan going out and signing him the next day. But what gives with these with with the training camp fights and uh, QBs getting involved? Is this more than usual? Well, I don't know that it's more than usual, but I, I, I'm not familiar with quarterbacks getting involved like this. That is a different thing. I mean, Cam Newton. So part of me, Sheck, loves it, right? That That's kind of what training camp's about. 
you know, it's not about the money. It's about the competition and guys. Being Look, intense, you're getting all lathered up just thinking about it. Look at that. Yeah, getting upset, getting all fired up, all those different things. But if you're Cam Newton, it's not real bright. I think we know that for him to get involved. I like that he cares that much. I like that it bothered him that much. The Geno Smith thing is a totally different situation, totally different situation. And I can tell you, Shaq, I was in at least a dozen football fights in my life. And I can honestly say, to my knowledge, I don't ever remember throwing the first punch. What happens is it's training camp. I'm trying to make the team. So I am pushing to the limit, to the whistle, every single play of practice. And at some point, other guys are going to get annoyed. They, they don't like that last shove for me. They don't like that I'm finishing the play. It bothers them. There you go. And then one guy will swing back at me, and then I'm going to fight back at him. It happens. So I don't feel like I ever started a fight. I, I felt like I just finished plays. I will tell you one, though, story. One time – in 02, I got in a fight with LeVar Arrington. Now, this is October, check. Mm -hmm. This is a game week. But I knew I was on thin ice because I had played poorly I, I, on a Monday night against the Eagles. And LeVar didn't like how hard I was practicing. He kept saying stuff to me about it. I said, LeVar, I, I don't care. I have to do this. Like, I got plenty. Of, I don't care how you feel about me. Mm -hmm. So before the play, I knew what was going to happen. And he came off the edge. And as soon as I went out and blocked him, he just started swinging haymakers. And honestly, I had him, Shaq, and I was giving him the business in the head and in the gut. I, I thought I was getting the better of it. The next thing I know, he took my helmet and got it off. So as I was punching him, mm. he got my helmet off, and he swung my helmet at my head. As Yeesh! It was the scariest thing ever. Then they break up the fight. They pin our arms to our side. You know, they, they grab you from behind. They pin your arms. While my arms are pinned, LeVar gets his right arm out one last time and gives me a right hook to the side of my head. <laughs> and totally, it felt like it caved in my head. I'm I don't know why I'm fight. laughing. This seems no, like bad etiquette. Is that, isn't there some I'm, etiquette to these fights? Well, the etiquette's supposed to be you don't swing a helmet at somebody. <laughs> Especially really his own. Try to hit him. You're really not supposed to try to hit him when the helmet's off. But anyway, I'm out for one play. My offensive line coach sends me back in there. I've got blood coming down the whole time out of my ear. I didn't know where it was coming from. Soon as practice is over. So there's another hour and a half of practice. I go in. They put four stitches up here because they split open my ear at the top. <laughs> and I had to get my right hand x-rayed because they thought I might have broken my hand punching his helmet like an idiot. Well, you know LeVar Arrington works here at NFL Media. I might have to take yeah. this up with him and get his side of this story. This is – I don't think – I'm a man of justice. I don't know that I can just let this uh, die on the vine. I might have to see uh, what he Go thinks about it. this. All right. Now, now, speaking of which, NFL media is here in Los Angeles, and so, too, apparently will be an NFL team. You know, let me say this at the outset. I've said this before. I'll say it again now. The thing, you know, whether it'll be the Rams, Raiders, Chargers, or some combination of the three, this hokum that no one in Los Angeles cares because there's too much else to do out here. Everybody, the, the, the thing goes that everybody's off surfing. I Listen, I've lived here for 15 years. The closest I've ever come to surfing is watching Point Break for the 28th time on, uh, on a DVD. The, uh, everybody's going to go crazy. What are your thoughts about L.A. and football? I mean, it, it's got to be, right? Well, now listen, Check. When I talk to my friends that live out there, 
One's a Bears fan, one's a Lions fan, one's a Redskins fan, because that's where they're from. Now, I don't know that many people that are native to Los Angeles. I guess I just don't sense, you know, a whole lot of intensity, a whole lot of excitement out there. And, and you would know better than I would, but the only place that will even let them have temporary games there is the Coliseum. The Rose Bowl says no. Another team says, you know, mm -hmm. that 27,000-seat place says no. I guess my point would be, Sheck, why would they even consider two teams until they're sure one team would work? And I've also heard that they're talking about having people buy tickets and luxury boxes now before they even know which team. That that's I don't exactly like. What they, no, I'm against exactly that. exactly what they should do. If really? they want to find out if people, like you say, are really all fired up about an NFL team in Los Angeles, then put your money where your mouth is and buy tickets and buy a luxury box now. Listen, I, what do you mean? I, I, this, I couldn't disagree with you more. I get the premise of let's gauge interest, but you can't do it with the unknown. We have to, If it's the Rams, that will be a different level of excitement than if it's the Chargers based on previous interests. Like you say, there are Bears fans, uh, Steelers fans live out here, but there are plenty of native Angelinos. And if it's the Raiders, then uh, there's a, a percentage of the population that's going to be really eager to get tickets. But there are a lot of other people that say, I, don't, I have no interest in buying into these Raiders. It, 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 it's, I, I, it's too broad a way to gauge interest. It, it, it suggests that we're children. We'll take anything you have. No, we're, we, we have uh, refined there tastes. Is a, there, is a, there is a known, check, and the known is that it's an NFL team, number one, and it shouldn't matter which team. Number two, you're a Steelers fan. You're not even going to go to the games. What are you talking Untrue. about? Untrue. I'll go uh, if it's the Rams. that I'm rooting personally. To my point, I'm rooting for it to be the Rams because then it's an NFC team. I can get season tickets to that and not feel morally wrong for rooting. Yeah, I'm not going to be a diehard Rams guy, but to go see pro football. And it won't step on my AFC loyalty to my team. Listen, enough of this, Tucker. Let's talk AFC and specifically the Hard Knocks team. And we see the big unveil of the Houston Texans. And the headline is, of course, J.J. Watt. Do you buy this? Handsome Hank and some other guys feel like maybe maybe he's authentic, but the overexposure is getting to be a little bit much. Is it is it crossing a line into being a bit of a, a put-on, at least from the Texans' PR department? Probably. I mean, but can you blame him? I mean, he's probably the best pure football player in the NFL, and he's almost perfect in every way you want him to be perfect. You know, I think Seattle does similar things with – Russell Wilson, right. I mean, these are the faces of the franchise. This is what you want to tell. These are the guys that you want to say are your guys. And if J.J. is playing up the image a little bit or playing to the cameras a little bit, I mean, can you blame him? You know, I mean, you think Tom Brady is normally as sort of bland as he is when he talks to the media? He's not at all. You think Russell Wilson really says, you know, go Hawks and is the most boring guy ever? No, I don't know I mean, about that one. He might be. But Tom Brady, as you've told us, chugs beers like nobody's business. Yes. So. I mean, check everybody. You know, I'm not – when I was getting interviewed, when I was an NFL player, I wasn't totally myself. Look at you. You're not a beard guy. You're what are you talking about? This not. this beard finally – now my, now my exterior finally refre reflects what I am on the interior. Rugged. Untamed. 
You're you're don't a shake your head in Los Angeles in the summer. Right now, you're a fraud. I think J.J. Watt is more genuine than you rocking that beard. Oh, my God. I'm going to give you the I.K.E. business, and you're my Geno Smith. I'm going to get me and LeVar Arrington are both coming out to pay you a visit. Last thing real fast. We talked about this on your show, so let's pick up there, and it's a good way to to um, promote your show once again. We had a great conversation about all the range of coaches you played for. It's fascinating. Spurrier and Parcells and everybody else. Something with Belichick. As soon as uh, Hard Knocks started the other night, it opens on Bill O'Brien giving a fiery F-bomb lay speech, and I really got into it. Why doesn't Belichick have a coaching tree? He kind of does. They just all fall off. That's what I mean. I mean, everybody has a successful coaching tree except for him. Yeah, you know, my interpretation of that has been that Eric Mangini, Josh McDaniels, uh, Charlie Weiss, certainly Romeo. I think in large part, They've all tried to do it like Belichick did it, and I think players see through that. I think you have to be genuine, and I'll give O'Brien credit. I know him a little bit. That's who he is. That's who he was at Penn State. That's who he is, and Belichick's not like that. Belichick's not nearly as fiery as O'Brien. O'Brien is being true to himself. Oh, really? I'm surprised to hear. I thought that that was – I almost felt like I was watching what I envisioned Belichick to be like uh, behind closed doors. No, he, Belichick never really raises his voice. Huh. I mean, we yeah, talked about dropped, in the pre... He, yeah, he drops some F-bombs in there, but really rarely raises his voice. Listen, Ross Tucker, you're dynamite. It's a pleasure to see you once again. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It's Fantasy Feast. It's College Draft. It's games and how they're going to turn out. You got it all covered, Tucker. And uh, once again, as always, a pleasure to catch up. Let's keep the home-and-home series going at minimum once a month in season. How say you? Sounds great to me. Just do me a favor. By the next time, shave that thing off your face. I I mean, I don't understand the insults, and now I know (laughs) why LeVar Arrington took your helmet off and did what he did. (laughs) That being said, I do enjoy Tucker quite a bit. I don't know what he's talking about. My beard looks terrific, and if you don't agree – You're jealous or shame the devil. All right, that's it for us. Hey, once again, reminder, the big show really kicks into high, high gear next Tuesday. Ike Taylor, Maurice Jones-Drew, Handsome Hank, a bevy of people rolling through Studio 66 as we do full episodes for you in video. Track those down at NFL Now and NFL.com. Make sure you're on the lookout for that. We uh, enjoy the uh, the preseason games upcoming here. We'll see you on the other side of the weekend. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 